Hey there, my name is Lauren Kallis and you're listening to the Get Rooted Podcast. On this podcast, we explore topics around psychology, personal growth, spirituality, self-awareness, and pretty much anything and anything that helps us as the individuals be our best so we can bring our best to the world around us. Rooted is also a community of like minds, so if you're looking for a tribe of people who are looking to support one another, encourage one another, listen, and grow with one another, then this is the group for you. And I'd invite you to find us on the social media and join in and find this community helpful and useful. A couple other reoccurring announcements for before we get into today's episode. First is, obviously, uh, if you could like, comment, subscribe, share, anything that helps promote and get this out to more people, I would greatly appreciate it. And lastly, I'm looking for others to have these sort of conversations with. So if these type of topics interest you and you think you would enjoy this, or if you know of somebody that would enjoy this, uh, please send me an email at getrootedpodcast at gmail.com. So today I want to talk about freedom. And it's something that here in America, and especially in Texas where I'm at, we tend to talk a lot about the freedom to do what we want with our bodies or not, the freedom to own guns or not, the freedom to say whatever we want or not. (laughs) And I want to explore kind of how freedom plays out a little bit on the cultural level, but mostly how we can look at the concept for ourselves and how we can expand our understanding of it and why it's important to know what our values are around it. Because when we're examining our life and trying to build whatever kind of future we want for ourselves, I think it's really important to kind of explore this topic because it's very clarifying, I think. So to start off with the cultural aspect of it, I think we're witnessing a lot of these conversations about what is our freedom as individuals versus what is our responsibility in the collective setting. And I think it makes sense that we'd be constantly kind of tugging between these two balanced points, polarities, because I think as we probably evolved as a species, we pretty much collectively existed. It was more about what was good for the family or what was good for the tribe and how one losing one individual who either wasn't contributing or um, was deceptive or problematic for the rest of the whole was probably more ideal to keep more people alive, more of the community alive than what we experience today. You know, and I think that's one reason why when, I guess on a side note, when we're feeling concerned about fitting in, how others are going to receive us, it's going to tug on that really primal aspect to being human, of wanting to make sure we're, we're part of the community and we're taken care of, and that we're not being thrown out to the wolves to exist on our own. Because typically in the past that meant death. And when we're playing on those rules of what's good for the community, there's often individual self-sacrificing or the individuation is less important because it's more about what's better for that collective and that's I think how we end up with masks 
how we end up with the personas to make sure that we're fitting in, that we're playing to the rules of the group, so we're included. And I don't necessarily know if there's anything wrong with wanting to be part of the community or valuing the collective in that way. I kind of lean more towards that personally because my understanding is I'm gonna die one day. And when I do, my individuation, my individual self is no longer going to exist. What is going to continue to exist is my community as a whole, the species as a whole, life as we know it is going to move on without Lauren. So I try to make decisions with that balance. How much is this really about serving my individual needs and how much harm is that going to do to the whole or to others versus what do I need to do to self-express as an individual? And that's the other part of it, right? So now we live in a society where we um, don't have to necessarily be beholden to anyone or any institution or anything. I mean, we have laws, okay? But <laughs> we live now, especially again, here in the West, uh, in a very industrialized, commercialized, capitalized, individuated, valued culture now. So now everything is about what makes you as the individual happy. How does this resonate with your personal truth? How special and different do you want to be apart from the whole? And in that, there's also this commercialized aspect of it where we can sell whatever we need to one another, goods, services, that we don't have to rely on one another as much as we used to. So in some ways, and I think that's good on that end too, of like we don't have to we don't have to be compliant in systems or or communities or structures that we don't want to participate in. We can really exist in a way that resonates with our personal truth. And we don't have to necessarily worry about agreeing with some sort of malicious intent that we may have had to in the past to fit in and get the survivability that we needed, if that makes sense. So we can choose, I'm not going to participate in this because now it doesn't mean my death or my uh, annihilation of my existence because I can just get what I need for myself to support myself so I don't need to rely on that community if I don't agree with it. But that starts to put a lot of pressure on us as individuals, right? Because now we're completely responsible for finding our meaning, our purpose, constructing the lives that we want to live, and ultimately fully responsible for our existence and our values and what direction we choose to take life in. And it's kind of still easy because there's still blueprinted kind of ways to move through life and society. But when I start to think about that concept of freedom, one of the first things that comes up is the responsibility that comes with freedom. That if you want to not just go with the flow of what systems, society, whatever says, then you have to take that entire burden of responsibility of consequences of whatever decisions you're free to make on your own. And that leads me to this thought about the difference of freedom from something and the freedom towards or f freedom to. So I guess, yeah, 
freedom from something and freedom to do whatever. And I think it's important to kind of explore the distinction between these two and how they kind of play together when you're examining anything in your life that you've got going on. Um, for me, when I think of freedom from, I think of probably what most people do. The freedom from limitations, the freedom from constraint, the ability to avoid uh, responsibility or consequences of whatever decision. And when I think about that kind of concept, I often feel like there's like this freedom from has this energy of like moving away from kind of resistance, avoidance. It's wanting openness and wanting to choose. It comes up with ambiguity. Um, there's something nice about that. There's possibility and openness and mobility and it's, things are open-ended and that's a place of hope I think like being able to not have any of those limitations Any, anything's possible when you don't have those constraints and I think we kind of live currently in a very open-ended time in some ways. Or I feel like many people are striving to have as much open-endedness as possible. Have as little restraint or restriction or constraint as possible. That we all want to be as free to do and express as much as we want. And I think that that's worthwhile. You know, to have the, the people, it's worthwhile, but people want to have the freedom to, or freedom from restriction, um, but they don't necessarily want to take on, it seems, in my opinion, some of that responsibility that comes with setting your own terms. And that kind of leads me into the other part of it, which is freedom towards or to do something and that's that's a little bit different so while freedom from restriction which is kind of this traditional idea of what we have about freedom is that mobility the other side of that is the choice the freedom to have the choice and make the choice And there's the difference in that though is by choosing, you create restriction and you create constraint and you create limitations, ideally for yourself that you've chosen yourself, not someone else's imposed limitations on you. But, and, and the best way to illustrate this is with kind of like the idea of hobbies. If you want to pursue pottery, fencing, painting, DJing, uh, whatever, 
And you want to pursue all those things because you don't want to limit yourself to one. You're not necessarily going to develop very deep skills in any individual interest. And you may be like, I don't want to limit myself to just only doing pottery or surfing or whatever. Um, but at, at the cost of maintaining that, that insistence on the lack of constraint, you ultimately limit how far you can develop on that certain interest or that certain hobby. Um, because we only, one of our uh, very real limitations is our time, energy, attention, effort. Like, those are finite. No matter how much we want to fit in, we have to ultimately narrow our attention on certain things, which can creates restriction and constraint. How we choose to direct that attention, how we choose to focus that energy, and where we choose to create those limitations, then we have the ability to be responsible for the decisions that we're making. We can be conscious of the choices we're making and why we are choosing the direction we're wanting to head. And we can do it responsibly. So going back to this example with the hobbies, if your value is not being limited or wanting diversity or the ability to pivot you may be able to experience things and not necessarily create much depth around that because it's unconstrained it's unfocused but if you suddenly decide that you want to start taking up surfing and that's going to be your thing and that you're passionate about it then the freedom to surf now comes with recognizing all right my this is my priority and therefore pottery fencing whatever else i said falls now to the wayside as second tier interest and that's limiting that's limitations but recognizing all right if surfing's my thing and i want to master it or develop it my skill in it that's going to take commitment it's going to take time it's going to take effort to develop those skills and if that's important then you're much more likely to be protective of anything that gets in the way of that you know protective in the way of like avoiding anything else that's going to limit you from doing the thing that you want to do so the two are interrelated. You can't have freedom from something or you can't have freedom to something unless you're recognizing what you're making yourself free of. And I, th I think often we forget about that balance between the two. I think most people end up wanting to focus on the freedom from and not necessarily very conscious of what they're working towards. You know, in 
one way that I've kind of heard this highlighted is in the book uh, by Mark Manson, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. And he, at the very beginning of the book, he points out that when you know what your values are and you know what your priorities are, and you know what's important, everything else becomes bullshit. So in the example he uses is like talking about being protective of a family member and saying like, all right, I don't care what we need to do. I'll sue the shit off of someone because you matter to me. This is important to me. So I don't care about the constraints of social niceties or uh, playing by the rules or whatever because you matter. This person hurt you. We're going to sue them, whatever it was. And he goes on later on in the book to talk also about the concept of recognizing that no matter what we choose, we're going to have problems. So if you're choosing to start surfing and that's going to be your thing, then every responsibility that comes with making that your thing now becomes yours. Now you have to make sure you have the means to get there, the board, the maintenance of the board, the gas to get there, uh, the willpower and resilience to keep trying and keep focusing and find a tutor or whatever it is. Those are all constraints. Those are all limitations. Um, they're all problems. And the idea of just staying open-ended, I've witnessed this too in my life, where the idea of having no constraint, no limitations, not working towards anything, um, you're also not going anywhere. Because you're so freeform, there's no structure. Um, and I use the metaphor of being on ice versus having some cleats on a soccer field. If you have no resistance, no friction, no limitations, no traction, it's kind of like sliding around on ice. But if you actually have a direction and your focus and your priorities in order, um, yeah, there's limitations and you may decide, you know, another example of this is like, if you value your health, you may start choosing not to stay out until 2 a.m. every night on a work night, school night, whatever. Um, and now you're choosing to forego those crazy parties or late night happy hours or karaoke night or whatever it is because now your value is I want to be healthy. And therefore, all these open-ended things don't matter as much because I know what's important to me. So I think this one's probably going to be a little bit shorter, but the last thing I wanted to kind of wrap up with is just be mindful of when you're making decisions, what is it that you're wanting to avoid versus what are you working towards? I think we often operate, and it's very natural evolutionarily, uh, we operate from this point of wanting to avoid pain or avoid the metaphorical stick. Um, and we will often avoid that pain without necessarily being conscious of 
moving towards reward. And evolutionarily, we do this because if we miss the stick or we get hit by the stick or we experience the pain, we might not be around to get another reward or another carrot in the metaphor. Um, We may end up having to deal with not being around anymore. So we're constantly vigilant of how we can avoid things that are going to hurt or possibly end us. Again, going back to the thing I was saying at the beginning, that's one of the reasons why we want to fit in social-wise, usually. Because the pain of rejection and the pain of being alone from an evolutionary standpoint for humans has been pretty well documented as to why we don't want to do that. However, if we're not focused on a reward, um, we skip out on possibilities to be able to do something great with ourselves, to really extend and explore the world and have those chances and enjoy those moments. So it's really important to kind of just be mindful in those sort of decisions of what is the, what am I trying to avoid? What am I trying to work towards? What is important to me? And how can we ultimately use that understanding and that examination to be calibrated in the direction we go? And if you have any other thoughts on freedom and how it applies to your life or your thoughts on it, I'd love to hear them. Again, comment below, comment on the post, and I'll catch you next time. You guys have a great week.